Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. interesting phenomenons in music to me is when a band has a very distinct sound and fits into a very distinct category of music and then they have a big hit that might be a crossover hit that skews people's thoughts on what actually genre they fit into it's interesting that the b-52s their most famous song is love shack there's no doubt about it and uh, it's definitely a great catchy tune that has stood the test of time and is Played on radio airwaves across the country all the time still. And it's a, a sort of a poppy song, but the B-52s are, are such a new wave band, and they had so many funky, cool songs, very much like that Rock Lobster song that you just heard there. And guess what? You're going to get to hear all those great new wave jams on Thursday night out at the Kettle House Amphitheater. At least one lucky pair of fine folks out there listening. Right when Ryan Tutel gets in here, we are going to give away a couple tickets to the B-52's concert at the Kettle House Amphitheater on August 8th. So stay tuned for that. I know Ryan is going to be coming in hot. He just texted me he was at Mullen & Reserve at 5.01. So that means he is on the clock. He's got about one minute to reach his five-minute destination. But we plod on. It is Tutel Nuanas minus the Tutel, but he's coming. Coulter Nuanas in studio broadcasting to you live, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Statewide, SWX Montana television and worldwide on the youtube tv you can also find us worldwide on the live stream 
Live streams presented by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to give us a call, the phone number, 329-1899. We're going to be calling you from that number here in a little bit. Once, once we find that winner, we are going to be giving you a call. So make sure you got that number in your phone, 329-1899. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. As always, broadcasting to you live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Go check them out, KurtzPolaris.com. They have all sorts of great off-road vehicles. They're celebrating their 30th anniversary. You just missed the 30th anniversary sale, but that's okay. It doesn't mean you can't go down there and find all sorts of fun stuff uh, for you to play with, all sorts of off-road vehicles, whether you're looking for dirt bikes or the new Razor 1000s, whatever you need. Kurtz Polaris has got you covered. If you missed anything from the first hour, we shared an interview with Bobby Houck leading up to his team's fall camp opener opening practice. I gave you some impressions uh, of the Montana rosters in terms of the Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication. And one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now. And Blackfoot, they got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000. Or find them online at goblackfoot.com. What the way the world uh, the uh, the roster looks, the way the guys look physically. Tommy and I had an off the rails conversation as we always do, and I continue breaking down the Grizz football team. And if you miss anything from that first hour, you can find it on the podcast. Podcast is available on the TuneIn Radio app, or on iTunes, or on Spotify. You can also find it at 1029ESPN.com. Just click on the podcast tab, and the podcast is proudly presented. By the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. So go check it out. Yeah, guess what? It's Two Tell Nuanas again. Two Tell's back. I, I can't wait to hear this story. Ryan, Ryan, <laughs> Not a minute Ryan too soon. <laughs> sent me an email at like 4 30 this morning. Yeah. And it was one of those where, you know, I almost never wake up to that kind of stuff. I'm a hard sleeper. I don't usually even see this stuff until the next day. Did it ding? It and, dinged and, your and phone? I, I, for whatever reason, and it didn't even ding my phone. For whatever reason, I just. I, I just happened to wake up probably about 10, 12 minutes after this came through, and I was like, why is Ryan emailing me? I didn't even look at it or read it. I didn't actually absorb what was in the content. Believe me, if I'm emailing at 4.30 a.m., it's an emergency. <laughs> okay? We can sudden, be sure about this. Uh, well, I, I, did, I didn't know what he was getting at because I didn't open the email. All the subject line said was, the reasons we don't live in big cities. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And then I get through my email when I actually arise at around 7, and I was looking uh, at multiple emails. One of you saying, I'm stuck in traffic. There's a wreck. Another saying, "Ah, I'm racing to the airport. And then a third with a picture of the plane pulling away with you not on it. Gone. Uh, It was a... There is no way, I think, for a human being to keep calm if you are trying to make an airplane and can't, and it is outside of your control. 
You know what I mean? Like if I was late, you know, if I slipped through my alarm, you know, on me, okay? But I executed to a T this morning what my plan was. The airport is not far away from where I'm staying. I mean, really, it's like 10 miles away. It's it's impossible to explain the level of consternation I had stuck on I-94 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin this morning. It's, a, it's normally a four or five lane interstate at this particular spot. It's been reduced to three lanes because they're doing construction. And the construction, it's got the walls, you know, Coulter on it, where there's no, there is no emergency lane or whatever. And I believe it was at least one semi involved in an accident that utterly stopped, like it, it completely stopped everyone and in fact they closed the interstate and forced everybody to go off the off ramp you weren't you couldn't even drive anymore on the, it wasn't like work your way around this thing dead in the water just nothing that's it and so you know you try and sit there and go you know could be worse i'm not the one in the accident you know count your blessings but you just sit there and you're just losing your mind and of course i get there uh i i I had planned enough of a buffer. I was going to sit there, drink coffee, read my book while I waited in the deal. Missed it by about five minutes, the cutoff. And, of course, you know, they rebooked me on a flight, but I go through, and there I am standing at the gate that I was supposed to be at on my plane while the plane pulls away. And that is, uh, that's a bitter defeat to start your day, Coulter, I must say, when I was going to be here 1130 this morning, and now I'm here now. And, uh, you know, that's still pretty good. As I texted you, I did get to watch Grizz practice for about a play and a half as I flew over the top of uh, of the field over there. It's right. Spies from the sky looked very good. They look strong, Coulter. How good do the Grizzlies look from about 6,000 feet as I'm swirling above coming into landing? So, anyhow, that was uh, that was my day. And instead of going to Denver and Missoula, I went to Chicago and Los Angeles. And now Missoula. So it was, uh, it was, it was, you know, big day bouncing around the United States of America. Got some pages read in the book, got some research done, and now I'm here, happily here, and I can, for once, just a little bit relax. Happy to be home. Happy to be back. <laughs> it's so funny. I think that airports and flying are a great microcosmic example of how even the amenities and the good things we create in life there's always another side to it, right? The fact that flying is relatively affordable now and is available to most people in, in America, uh, to a certain extent at least, it's not as nearly as a luxury item as it once was. It's, right. it's attainable. There's all sorts of flight options. Mm-hmm. Even in, in a rural place like Montana, you know, we talk about how there's no flights compared to how it is in Salt Lake City or Minneapolis. But there's still, you know, a dozen planes coming in and out of Missoula every day. My buddy who is from Helena, he said he was golfing in Bozeman the other day. And he said during one 18-hole round of golf, four and a half hours, that he saw 30 planes fly over the top of him in Bozeman. Right. Yep. And even just having that available to us, it's a great luxury, and it makes it so you can go all over the place. But it also then brings in one of the great headaches ever. I have never been so mad, like you said, at planning the whole thing logistically perfectly and then just being stuck and just sitting there. Yes. And then you're, and you're trapped. You can't leave. You don't have another car. You don't want to go through security again because that sounds like a nightmare. Everything in the in the airport costs nineteen dollars, so you're starving oh, to death. Starving, starving <laughs> to death, dude. And they gouge you on the domestic flights now, where they want to sell you the food. They don't even give you the food anymore. I'm trying to get some water. Trying to get, I mean, they give you water, but they want to give you this 
crummy sandwich for 10 bucks. And just in principle, I would I'd rather sit here hungry than eat that for that amount of money because you've got me trapped on this bird. Hi, Tommy. This is by design. You won't be trying to take a day off again, will you? Well, I can't now. I mean, they're all used up now that I'm doing this. But, yeah, no, it is, uh, I, I, it's not by design. It is incredibly frustrating. How many of these 801 pages did you read on this adventure while you were gone? Um, I got through about 75 in the last 16 hours so or so. So you didn't crush 800 pages? No, no, no. no. Okay. That's actually, that you're rep, now you've brought in the book that I was reading because I ran in here straight from the air. I, uh, I, I've gotten through, this is like four months worth of reading, but the, this last day I've actually got accomplished quite a lot on the reading front since I was alone with a lot of, more time than I had anticipated having. If you, you, know, if you want to know Ryan Tutel in a nutshell, he carries around a 2,000-page book called The History of the Third Reich, The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, yep. which is with a swastika on the cover of it. And he, re- he carries this around and reads this in public places. Well, I... I mean, I, mean I, understand, I understand it's a history book, but to the, I can't the casual, help what they chose for the cover. The casual passerby <laughs> is just looking at you like, what is going on? I have had... I I have had a couple of looks cast my way, and I think that people are uh, generally disposed to assume that it's not a matter of actual propaganda, that it's in fact a definitive, in fact, the definitive history of of Germany in the 30s and 40s, but uh, uh, this was written, it's a 50-year anniversary, this book, and when it was originally put together, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was less or more shocking to have a giant swastika as essentially the cover of the book. But that's what it is. Uh, but that's okay because it's 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 an unbelievable read. You got to you got to know about this stuff, man. You got it is. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not fun, but it is incredibly interesting and it is incredibly insightful. And I, uh, you know, I'm happy to read it. Well, welcome back. You were missed. Thank you, Tommy. I know you're trying to move along, Coulter. Have no, we given okay, away B-52's nope, tickets nope, yet? Nope, nope. i got to ask you a question because the show is okay. completely off the rails today. We've it's been talking never about... on any rails. <laughs> you're right. We've been talking you're right, about Tommy. Grizz Fall Camp, but we also, Tommy and I, had a little discussion. Okay. I read this article all about the date that it was when you first acknowledged the date. In other words, what year was it? when you realized what year it was, and then how that influences your mindset in terms of when you think of 10 years ago, 20 years ago. The first time I ever realized what year it was was 1994. So that's sort of my center point in terms of when I think of how long ago something was. When I hear 1974, I think that was 20 years ago. And then I realized, nope, that was 45 years ago. How old were you when you first acknowledged the date? I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, what do you mean you realized it was 1994 in 1994? <laughs> what does that even mean? Because you don't know what, I mean, do you think Alethea thinks to herself as a six-year-old, man, it's 2019? No. I mean, I, okay. I, I mean, I get that. You okay, know, I, Okay, so I guess let's reshape this. What is the first pop culture phenomenon or the first event or like the first thing that you remember? That, that then, because those are pivotal moments in your life, especially as an American, because then you think back, I remember when this happened. Yeah, I mean, I remember, uh, I remember the space shuttle Challenger. Mm. Uh, I remember the Berlin Wall. Mm, that's good. It was at nineteen eighty six. Eighty. I think. It, I think the wall was like eighty nine, maybe. 
Now, Reagan was still in office. Oh, yeah, it was Reagan, so it had to be before. So maybe it was 86. Maybe yeah. it was 85, maybe 86. 88. Yeah. Well, but clearly, I don't know the date. Like, I remember these right. things, okay. but I don't I don't have, like, a year. But my pop culture was not, like, I did not grow up in a household in which, you know, and it wasn't, be, you know, I don't know. We weren't listening to a lot of music. We weren't watching a lot of movies in the two-tell household. You don't want to know? I know the date because this is how far away it is from Jesus' birth. You know what I mean? We're 2,019 years from Jesus. You know what I mean? So that's that's the kind of household that I grew up in, and that's why the numbers are significant, which, by the way, is why they are significant. But in any case, uh, 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 you know, so I had, I guess, I mean, I guess the Berlin Wall was the <laughs> More than Michael Jackson circulating in my home. I love it. You're a walking piece of historical. Archive. Well, I don't know. Today you got me on a weird day. I feel weird. I mean, obviously, I've been this up for way too weird. long. I'm driving around. We can't do this flying around without you. We're going to actually talk about some sports because I know that there's some. People, You're in the driver's seat over here, Coulter. There's some people here that want to hear more about the Grizz, and so there's some people here that want to hear more about the Bobcats. I actually too. would like to hear about the Grizz and the Bobcats, and I'd like to ask you about them. Let's go. Right after this, we will break down the similarities, differences between Bobcat and Grizzly Fall Camp, as well as some more of my impressions from day one down at Door Blazer Field. Two Tell and the One is 129 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right, they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. Open spring ball. It's 15 below. They open fall camp. 95. Only in Montana, baby. It is Tutel Nuanas, and guess what? We're both here. It's we a, are. It's a rare occurrence anymore. It's a wonderful thing. Ryan is 78 years old, and yep. he's been working here for 40 years, so he mm-hmm. gets 17 weeks of vacation. <laughs> Maxed mean, out. Meanwhile, Maxed out. he leaves his poor writer journalist <laughs> friend who has no idea how to operate the radio machine, no idea how to do the ins and outs. I got nothing. I'm here steering the ship. Where are we broadcasting from, We've Coulter? We've run it into the bank seven times. Nah, since you're been fine. Gone. You're fine. We are broadcasting from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris, 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. Go check them out. You can also check them out, KurtzPolaris.com. They got all sorts of fun new off-road vehicles for you, whether it's the Husqvarna dirt bikes, beta dirt bikes, or the brand new Razors. Go check them out at Kurtz Polaris or KurtzPolaris.com. You really low-ride the chairs. You know, I'm sitting here as like, really, I mean, low. There's a definitive reason why I'm significantly more flexible than you. 
because I don't have my hamstrings engaged, not touching the floor. I'll tell you what, during a two-hour radio no show, no one is 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 less flexible than me. I mean, I'm I, I'm, a, I'm a borderline steel beam, my friend. This is me. This is me. This, this is me stretching right now, just in the seated position. It's as good as I can do. Let's talk some fall camp, Coulter, and then let's give uh, away some tickets to the B fifty two. You want to do it now? Let's okay. Give away some tickets first. I just texted Reese the number, so he will. Uh, he will get our. Did you our pull winner. the name out, or did you do a randomized I, I, deal? Okay, What'd you do? I, I, no, we just did a little. Uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, one, two, three, four. Four boom. finalists. But good job to everybody that called in. We were. We had everybody that called in. I like that. The name your tune. If you call. You're on the spot, and everybody got it right. So they that, got it. That was pretty darn yeah. good. So we'll see if we can get, we get a hold some Osprey of tickets our, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. So yeah. that's cool. All right, very yeah, good. We'll see if I can get a hold of. We can get a hold of. Did you go to any right concerts now. over the weekend, Coulter? No, no, I went to nothing. Oh, you were in Bozeman. You were at. I forgot. You were. You were at fall camp. But football school talk what? initiated by Mr. Jeffrey Choate. Okay, very good. And then you went to the Grizz camp today. For a while, indeed. So that's pretty good. Indeed, that's pretty it good is. as well. I, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna find the soundbite for you real quick from okay. from the one and only uh, Jeff Choate because I think this is so funny. You know how when you ask Choate a question and he knows it's a question. Before we get into this Jeff Choate soundbite, we are going to go to the <laughs> Rankage Brothers RV phone line and we are going to talk to our B52s ticket winner, Paul. Paul, welcome in. Yeah. You yeah, are, thanks. You are the guy. You are the guy. You you named the. Actually, we did four songs. Our songs throughout the last ten days or so. Uh, the first one was Africa by Toto. The second was Faith by George Michael. The third, Ryan's in Ryan's opinion, the most challenging. When Doves Cry by Prince. And then the fourth, we did the favorite of my B fifty two songs, mm. Rock Lobster. And Paul actually nailed the Rock Lobster. Nice even, work, Paul. Without hearing any of the lyrics, we only gave him the first little funky opening, and Paul nailed it. So Paul is the winner. He were sending him to the Kettle House Amphitheater pair of tickets to the B fifty twos Thursday night. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Now, are you a big B fifty twos fan? I mean, knowing the song and all that, Paul. I actually am. I have uh, some of the earliest albums and. Uh, I've seen them a few times, so I'm pretty excited to be going again. Outstanding. Well, I'll tell you what, getting to see them out there is going to be pretty good. You got it, man. Get out there to the Kettle House Amphitheater Thursday night. Enjoy the show. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You Looking bet. To it. Thank you, Paul. Very good. Congratulations to Paul. Okay, so as I was saying, Coach Choate, if you ask him something that you know is going to be something that's going to get him fired up, which he is prone to do, he's, mm. he's, a, he's, a, he's a guy that gets a little fired up from time to time. You don't say. And uh, he'll always just look at you for a good three <laughs> yeah. to five seconds. He will give and, you and, a and look. Yes. Sometimes he'll he'll deflect and he'll he'll give you whatever he thinks might be the politically correct answer. Or sometimes he'll just go in on it. He'll be ready to roll. I Just a brief anecdote on this line. Somewhere, I don't know about the game eight or nine point uh, of the season last year uh we were uh at a game in bozeman and and troy anderson had once again been outstanding but also once again gotten rolled up on looked like he wasn't going to come back with a sprained ankle went back out there you know fought through it you know and 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 the bobcats won and so forth and the gist of what you were asking is obvious enough, but you just said, how's Troy feel? And Jeff looked at you and just said, great, Coulter. He feels great. <laughs> it's classic. 
Anyway, he so, will he will uh, he will give you the business from time to time. It is true. Fall camp has changed fundamentally over the last even just three or four years. The NCAA has mandated no more two a days. There's all sorts of different uh, things to you know to emphasize the student athlete welfare and things like that. But also, it's just not the the crazy proving ground that it used to be. And I think that in some ways that's good because football is a year-round sport. You don't want to be wearing guys out. There's no point in getting hurt when you're playing against yourself. Well, on the other hand, I just wonder if we continue to erode the great proving ground for young men in America and just in general in society, what that's going to do. And so I asked Coach Choate exactly that. I asked him. We've talked a lot about the way fall camp has changed over the years. Is there anything you miss about how maybe it used to be? I just think these guys have got it so dadgum easy, it's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I understand the, the reason we're doing these things, and I think it's good for the game as a whole. I just feel like I was, you know, I was born too early, and I had to. I was thinking about this, like we would do. I mean, even as a coach, we're doing doubles in Florida. Okay, that was not a pleasant experience, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I think that I, I, I really I, I applaud the people that are making the changes in the game, and I do think it's what's best for the student athlete. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm old now, and so I remember when. And, you know, the good news is, like I told those guys a couple years ago when we had our last double days, I said, there's going to be a generation of kids that will grow up and not even know what a two-a-day is. You know, is that good for society? I think that's something we should all ponder. So there you go. Just <laughs> Jeff Choate. Just wonderful. The it, pregnant pause is is the right way to get that going. It's interesting how he, go, he tries to get both sides of this thing, though. though you're right? Like, Obviously, it is a personal irritant of the highest degree to him. Right. But also, he doesn't seem disingenuous when he says that it is what's best for the game. No now, doubt. maybe maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know. What does it mean for society? I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm prepared to draw too many conclusions. Sox and Grizz. Let's I do asked, it. I asked Bobby Hawk that same question. Mm-hmm. He did not take the bait. He said, I think the evolution of the game is exactly what it should be. And he said that there's no such thing as really being out of shape anymore. Everybody's in shape because you just train year-round. I thought that was an interesting comment because I think it's by and large true, but not wholly true. And uh, 10 minutes into fall camp down there at Dornblazer Field today, Rayshon Roland and Mikhail Tolliver, Montana's two transfer DBs, two guys that just came to campus, presumably within the last month or so, guys that weren't part of the off-season training regimen or spring ball or summer workouts or anything like that, uh, they were both b- being administered to by trainers for just what looked like just kind of heat exhaustion, you mm. know, just getting some water, and you know, they, they were kind of just overheated already, you know, pretty early on in camp. And I think that, you know, it's not always across the board everybody's going to be in perfect shape. At Montana State on Saturday, they did a, a conditioning drill, a conditioning test to see where everybody was at, and there was plenty of guys that looked like they were in phenomenal shape. Uh, it, it was a hilarious conditioning test to watch because basically the – it's must-watch It's must watch conditioning at Montana State because everybody on the Bobcats, the only thing they want to do is beat Troy Anderson. Mm. They all just want to beat Troy Anderson across the line. And so by the time Troy Anderson has beat everybody across the line 39 times, <laughs> he's gassed. And well, yeah. So then Jared Padmas, the punter, started screwing with him. He, Padmas hasn't done anything. He's just been standing Sitting around there practice, drinking balls. water, combing his hair, you know. <laughs> doing whatever punters do. And so he gets out there and he just dusts Troy a couple times. And Troy's just like, come on, man. Like, I'm on rep 40 and you've been sitting over here chilling. But anyways, that was funny. But I just, I don't think the conditioning is necessarily across the board 
But I did think that my number one impression was, and this is this is not a, a unique thought. I think this every first fall camp practice of every year for every team. But the guys looked great. And this is as good as they're ever going to look physically. But I thought that there was a, a ton of dudes who look all sorts of muscled up. I mean, I think Colin, uh, the tight ends popped tremendously to me. Colin Bingham looks like he's in the best shape of his career. Matt Rensvold is up to 250. So you talk about a guy who's 6'4 with a uh, almost 40-inch vertical and some of the best hands on the team. Now he's 250. Ugh. Look out, he could be a contributor. Both the Deming boys look really, really good. That was something that I saw in the spring, and they continued to uh, put on some good weight. I thought Nash Fouch definitely looks the party's up over 200 pounds, so he's got the weight he needs to compete at that one of those two uh, safety spots. And, and Jesse Sims is just—I mean, he's just hard to believe, man. He's—he's he's hard to believe. He's 282 pounds of, and he's got—is that what he's at? He's up over he, 280. 282, and I think he's probably got one of the lowest body fat percentages on the entire team. I mean, for the, sure. I mean, the guys—he the guy has like professional wrestler arms. He's so ridiculously chiseled and buff. It's—it's it's amazing. I just—I I hope for him because I think Jesse Sims is an awesome kid. I, I think that he is—he does everything the right way. I know he loves, 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 loves being a Grizz. And I just hope that he is put in a position to succeed. I hope he can play his proper position this year. I hope some of those young guys can relieve some of the weight on him. What do you think his proper position is? Strong in. Strong in in an odd man front, I think, is Jesse Sims' best position. I agree. Because doing it in a 3-4 is is, is good for him. Because here's the thing. We talk a lot about Jesse Sims eating up blocks, you know, and doing, doing the work that makes guys like Dante Olson shine because, you know, you know, Olson has a, a free lane to the ball carrier because Sims is in there grinding it out and the rest of the interior defensive line stuff. And that's what you're supposed to do. But he is so strong. He's so extraordinarily strong. A partic- I mean, for this level of football and as a senior and all that, that I would really like to see him making progress up the field. You know, mm-hmm. even if he, he, whether he's nose, whether he's, you know, strong in and an odd man front, whatever it might be, take a guy and just, just push him straight up the gut, you know, and, and, uh, you know, collapse the pocket from the inside and that sort of thing. He's strong enough to do that, uh, on, you know, you're not, you're never going to do that every play. You're not even necessarily going to do that. Most of look, if a guy gets two sacks a game, he's a Buck Buchanan award finalist, right? I mean, you're not going to, most plays, you know, are, are sort of a draw on the lines. And the team, you know, the guy that wins it 10% of the time uh, and never loses is 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 outstanding. And he could be that level on the interior, even if he, even if he does play at the nose. I think, though, uh, uh, that I would like, rather than just eating him up, let's go, you know, you want to go north-south. Let's get get up the field, get into the backfield, and wreak some havoc, even, even if you're still not making the play. Forcing the issue, right? Well, totally, and and I think that that's why if he played strong in, because I mean, in this in this three three five stack that the Grizz run, it's kind of the same deal as what what the Cats run, where it's it's not only just a, an odd man front, but it's staggered. So like Bryce Sturk now is playing what they call the four eye position in the Cats defense, and everybody in the program talks about how Bryce Sturk is moving to the inside, even though he's still playing end, because the inside guy is the end because you're playing like basically the right. five, six tech. You're not playing right. the wide nine. You're not playing outside gap because the other side, the stand-up guy, the guy who's, I guess, called the bandit in this defense or the guy that's called the buck in Montana State's defense, that guy's standing up. That guy has the field, right? When, when the ball's on the hash, you got the boundary, the short side, you got the field, the wide side. And 
the field guy needs to be the long guy who can run, but the, the boundary guy is the guy that can, you know, the strong side, the keep contain guy. So I think that, you know, Sims, even if he bumped out to the quote unquote end spot, then he's still playing inside, but I think he would have a lot more chance to get up field rather than having to just wrestle guys and make plays. Right. Make no mistake, Jesse Sims has not made a ton of plays in his career in terms of statistical production, but I guarantee if Dante Olson, if you asked him, hey, what, who, what player had the biggest impact on you getting 151 tackles last right. year, he would say number 37. Well, right in front of the other thing, too, though, is uh, for because he's gotten so big and so strong. I mean, remember, this kid was recruited to be a tight end, right? They wanted, He was going to Oregon State to be a tight end. Uh, he's he has you you give up something to get that and what you get is the strength and what you give up perhaps is a little bit of the speed and maybe some of the burst some of the get off and so that's why you know a, you know a, a a pass rushing defensive end you're right does not suit Jesse Sims but to come at it with a little bit of an angle maybe have more opportunity for some one on one situations with an offensive lineman rather than one on two uh, is, you know, I think could pay dividends. And he can do both, right? I mean, they can move him around. He's, he's you know, he, he knows what he's doing on the line. And so that, that you know, that creates some versatility and uh, and can give you your defense some really good looks, it seems to me, to to use guys who can do that sort of thing. Tutel Nuanas, 129 ESPN Missoula, statewide, SWX Montana, worldwide, YouTube, television. Ryan Tutel back in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, breaking down a little Grizz fall camp. All right, I've been talking to myself about this stuff yeah. for a couple of days, and it's all just mush in my brain. Now. I've already mm-hmm. done two Big Sky breakdowns and two radio shows about it. It's all kind of muddied together. I can't even remember what I said or what I've done. I want to know what do you want to know from me that I saw over the last couple of days. Give, give me some questions or some things that you think are pressing that maybe I can give you some impressions well, on. Well, let me, let me tell you something, first of all, about my impressions. And my impression, you know, when, when you start – when you start to get to this time of year, Colter, you start thinking about this stuff more and more, sort of ruminating on it and, 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 you know, considering some of last year and looking into this year. And particularly starting with the the transfer on the offensive line that Montana got from the from Eastern Arizona, from the JC. Moses Mallory. Yeah, Moses Mallory. Thank uh, you. I got, I got some... Um, Let's hear it. I got Tell some, me about I it. I got a little bit of concern. About, about him? him? Okay. I, he, he is... He's three hundred and sixty plus. Whoa! He is he is gigantic, and I I, I mean I'm talking like he is too big. <laughs> that is that is uh, yeah six three two fifty listed, and uh, maybe even north of that. I mean he he but is an enormous man. Let me say this: his whatever he is or isn't, I haven't I have not laid eyes on this guy, much less seen him play. Okay, so I'm not I'm not. They need they need help on the offensive line. We understand that. To get a transfer in is probably a good thing regardless, even if it's simply a depth measure or whatever for the University of Montana. But as I start to think more about the Grizzlies, because I've been tepid, I would say, about the University of Montana. Uh, and, I mean, look, saying that they're a top-five football team in the big sky is, you know, good for a lot of places, but not really for the University of Montana. It's not the expectations that fans have. It's not the expectation, I'm sure, you know, ultimate, certainly not ultimately, that 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 the coaching staff has and so forth. There's, It's as much been a tip of the cap and respect to teams like Weber State, UC Davis, et cetera, um, that, that, you know, they, they kind of get slaughtered where they get slaughtered. But 
as I thought more and more about last year and the games that Montana lost, you know, you can say coulda, shoulda, woulda all day long. Like, it doesn't matter if you don't do it. I understand that. But, Colts, they, they were 5-1. and one, And the games they lost, to me, uh, mo- mostly, more or less, they were the ones who were responsible for their own losses. Yeah, the Cats beat them. Everybody else, the Grizz beat themselves. The, they beat themselves. And... And, and you could even say that the way that the cat game ended was Montana beating itself. But you, you got to give Montana State credit for sure for the comeback they mounted. But other than that, I agree. I mean, you talk about just puking the ball all over the field at North Dakota. You talk about not being able to figure out the flex defense against Portland State whatsoever, completely just being unprepared to play that game. And you talk about giving up a hundred million points in the last fifteen <laughs> minutes of the UC Davis game. So, like, all and look, you, you, you know. UC Davis, given they're doing all that kind of stuff. The point is, we we know about the fourth quarter, you know, point differential and and the turnovers that they had and all that. Here's my point, though. This was not a team that was, you know, a seven-win team, six-win team, because that's how good they were. And they lost the rest of the games because they got beat by better teams. They were a team that was their own worst enemy at times last year. And the bad part of that is... Sometimes it's like if you can't figure it out, you're never gonna be you're never gonna be good. And that turned out to be the case last year for Montana. But also the upside of that is is it, even last year when we thought, you know, oh, it's a you know, the rebuild and the change of culture and all that kind of stuff, it wasn't a lack of talent. It wasn't a lack of ability, it wasn't a lack of of football prowess, for lack of a better way to say it, that kept Montana out of the playoffs. It was themselves. And if you want to carry that forward and if you want to be optimistic as a Montana fan if you're a Grizz fan out there you want to be you want to take the best look you can at this season the way you spin it is this they were already one of maybe the three best teams in the conference last year you could you could argue that point from a talent football standpoint you can't argue it actually but you could or you could say that there's there there's reason to think that even that the team that was on the field last year had that and they're better this year than they were last year they're better this year than they were last year and if they can figure out how to not do the things that they, that were self-inflicted last year this is a team to me Coulter that that has every potential to be really good and the more I think about Montana I just keep I just sort of keep turning more and more in 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 favor of uh, or in expectation of them being good to really good this year and I don't know if they're going to be I think there's still some really good teams in the big sky they still have to prove themselves and all that kind of stuff but the more that I just think about this team and where they're at from where they were a year ago and also the disappointment that was last year, but it wasn't because they just weren't as good as other teams. Like, that's my point. It's not that Montana wasn't as good as the teams or even better than, than the teams that they played and some of the teams that they lost to. And, and so when I think about this team this year, I'm going, I think that there is real potential for them to, to take a significant step forward, certainly playoffs and, 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 and maybe even, you know, some sort of, of of national discussion level of thing. I'm not talking about national championships and that. I'm just talking about being in a top 15, maybe top 10 type of situation, depending on how things go. Now, we know about the schedule and all that, but that also can work for a team, right? Like, if you have a strength of schedule that justifies, and you win a couple of those, if they beat UC Davis week one of the, of the regular season, I mean, <laughs> look out. 
look out. And so that's that's where I'm at. So yes, there's my re- reflections without any information whatsoever to base them on, just my own ruminations. So you tell me though, when you sit there, you go to Grizz practice today, you talk to Bobby Howe, you see a couple of cornerbacks that are out there drinking up some water, but you've seen both these teams. You're the only person, right, who's probably been to both of these teams' fall camps so far. So when you compare and contrast, you go, well, quarterback, Montana, check. Everything else, what? Well, we're going to get to that. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I carried on too long as usual. In a second. But I got to reflect on one thing. Yeah. What you said about the dynamic of the Grizz beating themselves and the way that last season fell apart. The sad truth for anybody that's listening to this show in the Missoula, Montana, that's a big-time Grizz fan is, this is not even close to a new dynamic. Montana missed the playoffs in 2010, 2012, and each of the last three years. The only time during those times when Montana missed the playoffs that Montana had a talent deficiency was when Jordan Johnson was expelled from school and they had to roll with Trent McKinney and they went 5-6, and six, the the only losing record in the last 30-plus years at the University of Montana in 2012. Besides that, the 2010 team stacked. You got Chase Reynolds at running back. You got Caleb McSurdy and Jordy Tripp at linebacker. The the unwavering belief that, that Montana is Montana and that, it will, that you will refuse to lose, it started to be chipped away at in 2010, and it's continued to erode. To me... Montana is going to be under the brightest spotlight and the most pressure of any team in the Big Sky Conference, certainly, and probably in the FCS. You are going to have the target on your back always if you're the Grizz, whether you're playing at home or away. Teams like Portland State, they come to Washington Grizzly Stadium. That is their Super Bowl. They are ready to do anything. They'll throw the kitchen sink at you to beat you in Washington Grizzly Stadium. And Bobby Houck's teams won and won and won and won and won and won for, for one factor more than any other factor. The refusal to lose, period. Man for man, Dante Olsen is the best, one of the best linebackers Bobby Hawks ever had. Dante Olsen physically is far more gifted than Sean Lebsock or Brandon Fisher, but those guys were straight first-team all-league players because of their desire. Had nothing to do with their physical measurables. They're both six feet tall. They don't have anything like Dante Olsen has in terms of the tool bag that he has, You know, all the tools at his disposal, and on down the line. Man for man, the Grizz's talent has not de- wavered as much as people want to believe that it has. And in a lot of ways, it's actually better than it's ever been. It's the belief. And that's my number one factor for the Grizz is can they remember the attitude that it takes to refuse to lose? And it's the number one issue that's plagued the University of Montana over the last 10 years as well is the the acceptance of mediocrity. Because at the University of Montana, I think you have to have I think you have to have an unwavering dedication to excellence, and that has gone away, and and I'm just I'm so interested to see if they can get it back. But here's the thing: if 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 that is the thing that's been missing, like him or dislike him or have whatever thoughts you want to have, the the absolute best person it seems like you could have found to reinstall that is now the head coach of Montana again. And I I can't wait to do a segment with you on it tomorrow because okay. I cannot wait. I want to know if Bobby Houck's tactics and style work now. I want to know if they work now because they worked then. Do they work now? Okay. We'll see. Comparing and contrasting Montana, Montana State right after this. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed. Guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes 
me healthy. Think you as well. Fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. We haven't actually capsized or sunk the boat yet. And the captain is back. So we're going to take it into the shop and get it all fixed up. The the engine is perfect, man. We're purring along. It's beautiful. (laughs) Tutel Nuanas or Nuanas and Tutel for one more (laughs) game. Broadcast to you live. Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris 2904 West Broadway. Husqvarna Dirt Bikes, Beta Dirt Bikes, Brand New Razor 1000s, all the off-road stuff you need. Go check them out at Kurtz Polaris or KurtzPolaris.com. Missed anything from the first one hour and 52 minutes of the show? Well, we got you covered. It's available on the podcast, iTunes, TuneIn Radio app, Spotify, or on the station website, 1029ESPN.com. Podcast presented to us proudly by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Let the Wingate by Wyndham make you feel at home even when you're not. We only got a couple minutes, Gus, but you wanted to ask me comparing and contrasting. This is what I want to know. I don't, don't, let's not do personnel. Don't do, tell me about the attitude, the feel of what was going on, and they've been at it a couple more days in Bozeman. Now they're just getting started in Missoula. But what was your like when you walk out there and you see see the dudes running around, see the coaches coaching? What was your feel from what you saw? It's so hard for me because I have such an intrinsic bias about, and it's a huge blinder for me about the concept of toughness. And it's it's because of my dad and the way I was raised and the way that we were coached at Big Sky in every sport, mm-hmm. toughness and punching somebody in the face is all that matters. And it's not. It's not all that matters in life. <laughs> and Jeff Choate is such a hard-nosed guy and such a hard-nosed coach, but he's built a program that's not that. He's built a program that's a family program. Mm. Love your brothers. Where it's all about family. And I think there's a dichotomy there. I really do. I think that you know to, to cultivate fierce competition and have a tough, hard-nosed team – but also love your brother as yourself, it takes a lot. Mm. But I think Montana State is almost to that point where they have the balance. And it's not as if this is some revolutionary model. It's the Chris Peterson model. And Chris Peterson has done it phenomenally well at Boise State and Washington. The, the model isn't new, and the model is probably a great one, but it's hard to hit it. Totally. Right? And then you talk about the Grizz. I mean... Those coaches are just so demanding. It is crazy. If you are not perfect, <laughs> you are getting ripped. It's 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 the military. It's and, it's and, the military. You know, I, I ran into uh, I leave their name out of it, but I ran into the mother of a player mm-hmm. uh, who's a Missoula guy, and I was asking him how how the, her son was liking it, and she she said he just absolutely loves it, and all the guys absolutely love it because the guys that are here now they all realized that. 
the coaches aren't just yelling at me. They're yelling at everybody. And it's not personal. And when practice is over, they're cool. They're really nice, great guys. It's just practice. And I think last year, you know, we saw a guy like Keenan Kern, who's been a great friend of this show, you know, he's, he sort of folded early on right. Brent Pease's coaching tactics because he thought, man, well, I mean, does Brent Pease hate me? What What's going on? I don't know how to react to just this guy who's just so gruff and so demanding all the time. But then he turned a corner and he sort of reemerged and and got some playing time. But now I think all the guys on the squad have realized that it's just sort of the way that it's going to be. And it's one of those deals where if you're not getting yelled at, that's when you should be worried. Because Mm -hmm. if you're one of the guys not getting yelled at, that means they don't even care about you anymore. I got one compliment from a coach once in my life, and it was the day before I was cut. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you don't want that. Exactly. So, But, I mean, to compare and contrast, here's the thing. It's so hard to evaluate the two teams because – Montana has two guys that throw the ball 10 million times better than anybody Montana State's got. It's just a fact. Yeah. And that makes everything else look better. Yeah, right. But but Montana State has, I would say, no less than 15 guys who, if you paraded them off the bus one by one, <laughs> almost every team in the West would be like, huh, that's a pretty good-looking team. Yeah. They, got, they got some dudes that are just like, whoa. Right. But then the Grizz are looking a lot better physically, too. So we're, we're going to compare and contrast a lot more throughout the upcoming weeks and months. Ryan Tutel's back and football right. back. It's wonderful to be back with you guys. Tutel and Nuwaz will be back tomorrow. Thanks. Canyon River Golf Club is a must for any golfer in western Montana. Tucked away in a spectacular setting along the Clark Fork River. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.